tonight on the Midnight Train Podcast. We're headed back to the land of true crime and to the city of San Francisco, California to discuss an unsolved serial murder case known as the Doodler. Warning, we're adults and swear a lot and we will be talking about murder, so don't say we didn't warn you. All aboard. Welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the duck to light. I should, I should start doing that in the beginning. <laughs> Does that even sound remotely intimidating? No? Okay. What's that mean? Well, you guys know what it means. We make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me... Oh, I got an applause. Yeah, today you go. We got our camera back up here. Say hi to everybody. Hello. I got to get used to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. And, no more, uh, no more, uh, no more doing the show in our underpants. <laughs> Wait, we did that? No. <laughs> and with me, of course, is my co-host, the one and only Mr. Moody. Woo! Say hi, Moody. Now they can truly see how ugly I am. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. If it breaks midway through, we know it's <laughs> one of us at least. How you doing, dude? Uh, I'm getting there. Yeah. Yeah. How's, uh, the life going? It's going. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, it was, we had a, had a pretty busy day and then, you know, for about four hours and then I slept for three. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, you slept that. for three hours. Yeah. I fell asleep about two o'clock. That's amazing. Woke up when, uh, when I texted you at five. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. I, I wish to God to your, I could do that. I woke up to your, yeah, we're good. Could you be here at six? And I found that at five. So I was like, ah. <laughs> Well, you're here, and that's all that matters. So, uh, yeah, uh, dude, I've been freaking uh, had a pretty productive weekend, man. Uh, yeah. Did you bottle your beer? I actually bottled the Goza. Yeah. And it's uh, called Their Goza the Neighborhood. <laughs> no, it's, dude, it's pretty bad. I, I know there's a rim shot out here somewhere, but I don't, I don't So there's that. It. And then we made a uh, uh, the start of, we actually started the, the, the wart. And everything mm-hmm. for the um, grapefruit IPA oh. that should be uh, able to be tasted in the beginning of uh, May. I believe. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to. Uh, I don't know what that one's called yet. I'm about to start a batch of uh, peach sweet tea mead. Uh, speaking of uh, Logan and Riley, my sons, yeah. uh, they tried your mead yesterday. Yeah, they, both, they, they both liked it. Cool. Especially Logan. Logan was like super into it. It was a, uh, it was, it's very mild. That one was very mild. We didn't do a lot to it. So it's very mild. The next one, uh, we've got, we've got another batch that we're about to bottle pretty soon. Okay. It's, it's in the clarification, the secondary right now. Then we're going to, uh, we have another batch that'll probably be ready in like a couple of months before we can, uh, before we bottle. Yeah. And then, uh, and look then, at you. Yeah, you just... I'm, I'm starting to, we bought a bunch of like gallon carboys just so we can try nice. small batches. So I'm going to, I'm going to, the best way to do it. I'm about to do a, I'm about to do a gallon of, I'm going to try a, a peach sweet tea mead. Cause I, uh, I went and, uh, got a bunch of, uh, you know, grape juice to make wine yeah. for the missus. Yeah. And got that all put over into the uh, the uh, kegs, and uh, she came home last night. I'm like, "Yeah, here, you ready to try it?" She's drinking it. She's like, "I can't fucking drink this." <laughs> I'm like, "You've got like five gallons. So you've got to figure you better, it out. You better get that shit. Yeah, down. like you got to figure that shit out because Was it it's too strong or something. Like, uh, I, yeah, I think it's too strong for her. I, uh, I I kind of may have overdone it a little bit, and it might be a little too high. Okay. <laughs> For all of you people out there that don't know how to brew beer, and especially for those, or wine or any alcohol, and for those that do, so in order to get your actual alcohol content 
uh, of your beer, you have to do a specific gravity, which is first. Right. And then you have to do your um, uh, original gravity. Yeah. Yeah. Which is after the yeast is done fermenting. Right after you ferment. And then you subtract then one you from the other. Subtract and get your And that's home. it. Well, I'm an idiot <laughs> and didn't realize that I needed to get my specific gravity first. Yeah. You're supposed to once, basically, before you add your yeast... Right. Is when you take your, your gravity. And it measures the sugar content. Yeah. And yeah. then when you go in, it tells you how much sugar is left to be able to convert exactly. into alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was under the assumption that the hydrometer, you just put it in when you're done, and it tells you how much alcohol is in there. No. And every time I did it, I'm like, it says zero. I got to put more yeast and sugar in this. Oh, my God. <laughs> So if anyone wants uh, so to, not, so it's not wine; it's moonshine. It's what close. Saying. It's close. <laughs> we call it moon wine. <laughs> wine shine. Wine shine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it's it should be good. That's for, funny for those that need to strip paint off their cars. Let me know. <laughs> I've got ten gallons of it to be honest with you, because the other one she didn't try. Uh, anyway, so you beautiful bunch of dark passengers know that we're just a couple of musicians and assholes that love history and can't get enough of the mysterious. We want you all to know how much it means to us that you're listening to us at this very moment. You're reviews and support really really do make all the hard work worthwhile we got a couple of more reviews yeah we're getting some reviews out there yeah it's nice nice i like when yeah, people just we- post up i like listening to you i love that no that's no, that's awesome. so basic that and works. just to the point i'm like i well i like you listening to us i exactly i i, I do <laughs> i'd rather that than a bunch of people saying you guys are terrible yeah one star motherfucker yeah. yeah. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> so in saying that, please stop over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now and give us a five-star review just because you're awesome. Fives. Yeah, we have video. I got to keep re- reiterating that. Hopefully that'll be up on our YouTube. YouTube. And then I'll post it up on our, probably our group forum. Sure. Just to, yeah. you know, just get people interested. Oh, maybe a clip or two. Yeah. A clip, little, little snippets. Little clip. Little snippets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those five-star reviews really do help. Uh, it just helps move you up the charts. It's all freaking politics and business and bullshit. It's stupid. It's stupid as shit, but that's fine. And Wait, you what, can, uh, what chart did we make? We were, we just, we were on another chart. We ranked number four on in Austria. Austria. Yeah. Austria. Nice. So the entire time, all I kept thinking to myself is, I've got to perfect my Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I have to. We might drop plummet in the charts at that point. Is this how talks over there? <laughs> Do you guys all speak like this? I think he's the only one that talks like that. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but leave that five star review. Leave what say whatever you want in there. When you leave that review, yeah. you can say freaking you know how's the mead or fuck your wine. Yeah, right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make a midnight train mead. I, I just gotta figure out what I want it to be. Yeah, it should be like something cool, like black cherry or black raspberry. Or all right. Yeah. Something cool. black. Black yeah. currant. I was just gonna say like black currant, mm, spicy, mm. Yeah, some cinnamon or something. There. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. That actually yeah. sounds delicious. We're just we're alcoholics. We should start a fucking. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do well, our. Welcome to brew your own with John and Moody. <laughs> or should yeah. we say don't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. At least don't listen to me. So anyway, yeah, of course those things really do help <laughs> us out a lot. You can leave any review you'd like, like we said, and also you can stop over at Spotify and iHeartRadio or pretty much any place that plays podcasts, and you can find us there. Yeah. Type in the Midnight Train Podcast in their search bar, and you'll be magically whisked away to clicking a follow button. And when you do that, you're gonna get every. episode episode as they are released you get the dulcet tones of yeah. jonathan sayer you know and welcome 
<laughs> and Patreon subscribers, uh, you just got a pretty awesome bonus episode. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a good one. Uh, and uh, Bill Birch, yeah. uh, you know, our buddy Bill, one of our producers, actually uh, said that he really, really liked it a lot. Good, yeah. good, I'm glad. So I'm glad. it was awesome. I, I really enjoyed looking into it. I thought it was a yeah, fucking cool story. It was pretty cool. It was the, uh, the, the Yuba City Five. Yuba City, Yuba County Five, right? County, Yuba yeah, County Five. Yeah, Yuba County Five. And uh, it was a fucked up story. It's it's crazy. I've, I, I look, uh, so was it... I was supposed to be working on more episode, uh, bonus episodes this week. I've got three half done ones, so you guys will have some coming. You hear that? We're gonna have a lot more bonuses coming. <laughs> yeah, three half done bonuses. There's I'm just three. gonna finish them all. See, we could release them all, but we feel like that's premature. Yeah, it is. Like you know, because they're, they're <clears> half done. Yeah, we want them full done. Exactly. Right, and they will be good because I yeah. know I know the, of a couple of them, and I'm super stoked about. Yeah, it. yeah. And I was working, so I was working on those, and I ended up uh, I accidentally pulled up the notes for the Yubo. And I was just like, you know what? I started fucking looking into Rabbit that hole. shit. Yeah, I was just like, God damn it. Yeah, it's it, dude, it's a crazy. That's why I have three half-done episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you want to hear those uh, bonus episodes, we got a lot of stuff and a lot more coming. Make sure you sign up for our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train Podcast or head over to awesome. the, yeah, our Patreon producers are so great. And you can also go over to the Midnight Train Podcast.com and uh, pick up some merchandise while you're there, but you can click on the little Patreon button at the top if you don't feel like going to Patreon. And uh, yeah, because you know. if you go to Patreon, you actually have to search us by name, mm -hmm. right? Or no, you actually have to go to the actual link. You yes. can't even search us you by name us because, because we, we're adult content. Because we swear. Fuck. Often. Fuck. <laughs> also, please do us a favor. Go over there and uh, sign up for our official Facebook group page. Um, it's getting a lot more members in there, which is yeah, super cool. Yeah, I have noticed that. There's a yeah. few more people in there now. Uh -huh. It's good. It's good. Sorry, I'm drinking my. Uh, this is a. Where do I? Where's the can? Dude, John. It. John just has. He's got. Uh, he's got alcoholic coffee in his hand. He's got a tall boy of high life right there, and then he's got something else. Uh, Jackie O's uh, Mystic Mama IPA right there. He came ready to play today, folks. Yeah. So by the end, we'll be talking <laughs> like this the whole time. Like I'm sorry. Just, just turn the screen, and I'll finish it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll be over here going. <laughs> <laughs> so listen. Turn on the lights. All right. Adjust our seats. Okay. Grab a drink. Absolutely. And let's get spooky. But first, all here's right. a toast to all of you beautiful motherfuckers. Delish. I believe it or not, I think this, I want to turn this into our new intro don't ever laugh as a hearse goes by for you oh, may I've, be I've the her. next to die is this they the fucking you up in bloody sheets to what's this from you six feet underneath they put you in a pine wood box and right. cover you up with dirt and rocks it all goes well for about a Cheers. week and then your coffin begins to leak in the Worms crawl in, yeah, the right. worms crawl out, the worms play pinnacle. It's so creepy and amazing, and it was made in, I want to say, 1916. The song was? Yeah, it's called okay. The Hearse Song. Yeah, I've heard it. 1910. Oh, shit. But it gets real, like, I kind of want this to be our new intro. Dude, it's a pretty, like, dark. Yeah. Dark as shit. It gets even darker. I'm totally off. That would be a great intro, man. We want to know what you guys think. what you'll eat when you're dead in the worms crawl out. Oh, I like it, dude. 
I want this to play out completely just because this song is so amazing. Your brain turns into maggot pie. Jesus. Like, this is one of those songs that, like, you know some of the lyrics, too. Like, I always knew the worms crawling the worm. That, I knew that part. It gets crazy. I don't think I've ever heard this song. melts off as you descend and Satan tears you limb from limb. You're suffering. Is that like legit lyrics to the song? Your guts, then shit them out. And when your bones begin to rot, the worms remain, but you do not. So don't ever laugh as a hearse goes by, for someday you'll be the one to die. And when death brings his cold despair, ask yourself, will anyone care? Tell me that's not amazing. That's awesome, dude. Wait, wait, wait. There we go. We're giving it back. That's got my seal of approval. I think we should change the creepy music from the beginning of the freaking thing, and that to should that. be our intro. I'm fucking totally fine. And with if that. you guys like that, let us know what you think. It's called the Her Song. Who is it? Um, it's actually okay. So. Uh, it says uh, the thought of the song. So whenever it was written was right. originated from the first world war or earlier. Okay. And then people just went through and like uh, the guy, Alvin Schwartz, um, who did uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. That's, that's where I fucking know it from then. So he redid it, but this is, this is, it's public domain. That song is? Yes. Nice. Yes. I Whoever just, that, you got to find out who did this version. This yeah, is a great version. I'll man. look for it, but it, it's literally, it just says not an album. It doesn't have any other facts on it. All I know is, is it's fucking creepy, and I love it. Dude, I'd love to find out who, who actually did that and give that man some credit, because that's a great version of yeah, that song. It was right? made in 1910. I think that should be awesome. our new intro. I'm down. It's pretty awesome. You guys let us know if you like that, because uh, hopefully you guys are sitting at home right now going, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, some crazy <laughs> So anyway, we are, uh, that, that, that song just set me up, dude. Yeah, dude, It good. set me up. It's good, I like it. So we are... Uh, Today, we're going to take this illustrious train to the land of Rice-A-Roni. Rice-A-Roni. The Golden Gate Bridge. Golden Gate Bridge, okay. And those son-of-a-bitch basketball warriors. San Jose. You're close in the sand part. Um, San Miguel? I No. San Juan? Nope. I think that's Mexico, isn't it? <laughs> it's Puerto Rico, you jackass. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Whatever. Sure, no, it's San Francisco, there. you son oh, of a bitch. Yeah, you know, the San Francisco treat. I'm above oh, racing around. I, well, I used to when I was I thought poor. it was the San Jose tree. No, it's San Francisco. <laughs> Did you? No. No, 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 no. I didn't. That would be amazing. The San Jose treat. That'd be Is amazing. Is there any kind of treats in San Jose? I don't think so. The sharks. Occasionally. Yeah, the sharks. That's about it. Mm. Dude. What? Hulu's got live hockey now. Do they really? Yeah, they made a deal with ESPN, so they got e I get ESPN Plus on Hulu. can watch hockey every fucking night, baby. Is it on ESPN? If you <laughs> Yes, is that on ESPN? Yes, yes, it is. Is it on ESPN Plus? Yeah, that's amazing. I have that. Yeah, you can. Watch, I can watch hockey every night now. Perfect. Got to watch Love the Blackhawks get fucking whooped last night. So. Oh yeah, how was that? Not good. They, they they scored the first goal. Then there was a fight, and the guy from the Blackhawks got beat. And then, and then the other, can't remember who they were playing, scored fucking three goals in a row in like nine minutes. I'm like, okay. Wow. Yeah, it was ugly. Rough. So anyway, yes, we are heading to San Francisco, California. Um, like uh, our, our buddy Evan in the beginning said, this is going to be a little bit kind of rough. Of course, we're talking about murder. There's, and there's, and some, um, there's some 
touchy topics There's for some, some touchy people. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll try to be sensitive to um, most of it. <laughs> Maybe not all of it, because you guys know what we do here. Uh, obviously, we're never going to say anything to infringe on anybody or to, you know, be a complete raging asshole. Well, well or dick. We won't be dick, right? I, I guess that's what you would say. Dicks. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Anyway, so we're heading to San Francisco. Considered the cultural, commercial, and financial center of Northern California, San Francisco is the 16th most populous city in the United States and the fourth most populous in California with 881,549 residents as of 2019. I know it sounds doesn't sound like large. Way higher it's probably that. inner city, like the actual city itself. Yeah, maybe. I would maybe. assume. So we are talking. Seems, seems way low. Yeah. And there's probably a one supposed to be in front of that, like 1,881,000. I don't know. I'm just, listen, whatever. Don't blame me. Claim the internets. <laughs> They're always wrong. <laughs> right. So we're actually talking about the doodler. And this is a uh, fairly uncommon uh, serial killer case, um, mainly because it's unsolved. But that's technically, yeah, that technically right as we get to it. But it's part of the uh, one of the ones that's really intrigued me. And as you guys know, we try to do the unsolved one just because, first and foremost, it's kind of even it adds to the mystery of it and adds to the creepiness that it's not solved. But on top of that, if anyone happens to know anything out there, especially after like 30, 40, 50 years, if yeah. somebody younger may have heard something, it's always good to get a fresh take on stuff. So that's why we do yep. those. Yep, yep. So between January 1974 and September 1975, the LGBTQ community of the Castro District and surrounding city of San Francisco were terrorized by yet another serial murderer. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of that going around at the time. Yeah, they had a rough go of it for a minute. Still trembling in fear from the previous horrors of the Zodiac Killer, tentatively uh, responsible for over 30 deaths, and the Zebra Murders, which were a string of racially motivated murders committed by a small group of black Muslims I that took never their heard lives. Of before. They killed at least 15 people. It was So it was black people killing white people? Yeah, it was black Muslims. So it was like the racial tensions and stuff? Yeah, it was like a group of militant black Muslims that went okay. out and like whatever. Yeah, it was, I've never heard of that. I'm yeah, it was pretty fucked check up. Check that out. Maybe it could be a bonus. That would be, I mean, that would be a good All bonus. All right, there you go, another bonus. I'll have four halftime bonuses <laughs> next week. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> so needless to say, the citizens of the area were locking their doors and looking over their shoulders, knowing that evil could be behind every corner or hiding in every fucking shadow. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fucking be there. Yeah, it was a rough time. So the gay community already faced plenty of unfortunate danger without the added prospect of being targeted by a fucking serial killer. Even in the comparatively welcoming environment of the city's Castro neighborhood, being outed in the mid-70s meant risking uh, stigma, uh, stigmatization. That's a good word. Yeah. No. Injury and even death owing to anti-gay sentiments uh, prevalent across the United States. So, yeah. I mean, it was that that was a weird time for right for that kind of absolutely for that whole scene, man. right? So Harvey Milk's election to the San Francisco Board of uh, Supervisors was uh, still four years away, and if you're unaware. Harvey Milk was an American politician and the first openly gay elected official in the history of California, who unfortunately was assassinated on November 27, 1978, along with Mayor George Mascone by a piece of shit former San Francisco Board of Supervisors member who I'm not going to mention by name. Thank you. Because fuck that guy. Yeah, you don't deserve it. However, he did commit suicide in 1985 Good after serving only five years in prison. Good for him. Fuck that dickhead. Anyway. So uh, we are actually going to be talking about uh, Mr. Milk yes. in an upcoming bonus. Yeah. And he's actually a very intriguing individual. And yeah, it's a cool, it's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. The and story if, is, is awesome. Yeah, I mean, you could go out and watch the Sean Penn movie Milk, but you'd rather listen to you us, could. right? I mean, Didn't somebody else played him too recently. Oh, I don't know. I know Sean Penn did. Is it Johnny Depp? Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> you just woke up, of course. <laughs> I'm still, yeah, I'm still fucking tired. So fear of such repercussions led three men who survived encounters with the doodler to refuse to cooperate with the police. Of course, they didn't want to come out and say they were gay because of the scrutiny behind it. <clears throat> nope. It's definitely uh, a lot better now. It's still not great, but it's a lot better now than it was back then. Uh, one reportedly was a European diplomat. According to the Chronicle, he was stabbed six times before fleeing and actually getting away from the guy. Published reports Jesus. about, yeah. Published reports about survivors also mention a nationally known entertainer and an individual who quickly skipped town and declined further contact with law enforcement. So he was like, fuck this who shit, is, I'm out. Who is it that they, there was a rumor, was it uh, Rock Hudson? Is that who they? We'll talk about it. There oh, was actually, there was actually three that they, uh, that, that the, I guess it picked up publicly that they were talking about, but one seems to be okay. the main one right. we'll, we'll talk right. about here. As later. far as the celebrity person. Is what we're talking mm -hmm. about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it here in a little bit. And um, of course, four decades, four decades later, the identities of these men still remain unknown. Okay, so like this was fucking back in the '70s, and we still don't know who they were, let alone who this guy was who was killing people. Right. So while the doodler is thought to have been active between January 1974 and June of 1975, there has been some confusion over his total number of victims. In 1976, reporter Maitland Zane, fucking amazing name, by the way. Every time I hear the name Maitland, I think of uh, fucking Beverly Hills Cop. Victor Maitland. <laughs> Victor Maitland. Yep. And then when I hear Zane, I just think of Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Oh, Zane. Yeah, he's tiny. Demon Knight. Yeah. It's like the love child of Billy Zane and Victor Maitland. It's a good dude right there. Right. So he, uh, he made a uh, uh, blunt reference to the number of unsolved homicides of gay men at the time. 17 had occurred. Did you just say homicides of gay men? I didn't say homo. Did I say homicides? Yes. That was a Freudian slip, <laughs> if anything. That was a Freudian slip. And you that, asshole. I know. I'm a fucking prick. Whatever. So anyway, in 1975 alone, 17 gay men have, were actually killed. Uh, and he said this in an article for the San Francisco Chronicle titled The Gay Killers. Owing to this tragically large number, some reports have su suggested that the doodler's true body count may be as high as 14, Yeah, which is pretty significant. <clears throat> but they only have it, what, was it three? Five. F five confirmed, yeah. Yeah, okay. they have five, yeah. In the five <clears throat> cases officially tied to the doodler, the victims died from numerous stab wounds. Each body was found in a park or by the beach. Following the discovery of the doodler's fifth victim, Harold Goldberg, in June 1975, the killings just seemed to fucking stop. Boom. Boom. During the mid-1970s, the overall homicide rate in San Francisco... I said homicide again. I think that's just how I say it. Is that it. just how you say it? I think that's just how I say it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah, so fuck you. I mean, I mean, it doesn't... Yeah, don't, you're just kind of rolling with it. It's just, <laughs> it just sounds... Just rolling right over that one, hurts. <laughs> so the overall homicide rate... You just... No, that's 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 I, homicide. That's just how I say it. All right, All right. Man. In San Francisco was more than double what it is today. In 1974, there were 129 homicides. I did, I did it right that there time. Is that go. better? All right. Because I, I have to think about it now. I don't carry You're making way. it weird. I don't carry the way. It's funnier this way. So there were 129 um, homicides <laughs> in the city. The following year, there were 132. Needless, needless to say, the uh, San Francisco Police Department's homicide detectives were busy. Say so that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's well, like, I mean, it's like Cleveland, double. That's like Cleveland numbers right now. Yeah, double like than what it is today. That's year. crazy. Double? It it was double back then. Like what it is right now? Than what it is right now. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And uh, the doodler wasn't even the only serial killer on the radar, like we mentioned earlier. At the time of Kavanaugh's death, the city was enduring the infamous infamous zebra murders and arrests were okay. still three months from go. being carried out. 
There we go. A murderer that would draw and sketch a or doodle of men. Uh, wait, what? Draw or draw a sketch or doodle of men in order to entice them to lower their guard with seemingly hunting homosexual men from the area. And this prolific cure, uh, killer, I can't even talk today, Jesus, ended the lives of five confirmed men with up to 14 potential deaths under their belt in total. All of the victims were found within four miles of one another and all within 18 months. So who was the doodler, AKA the black doodler? Well, no one knows for sure. And unfortunately they may never. And this is what makes this story just absolutely horrific. Uh, what? The black doodler can get away with that shit today. I know. Oh yeah. You're not calling anyone like, right now. Like if you don't know the reason they call him the black doodler is because he was a black man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the 70s for you. Ridiculous. <laughs> hey, 70s. Woo. This shit is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so, you're not doing that now. Uh, no. Oh, hell no. And you shouldn't. <laughs> well, absolutely not. Yeah, no, let's, it's, let's not do that. So let's talk about. Funny. It's like yeah. the times, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they are changing. <laughs> so let's talk about the victims on this one. So January 27, 1974, um, on the morning of that day at approximately 1.25 a.m., police dispatch received a phone call reporting the discovery of a corpse at San Francisco's Ocean Beach. Quote, I believe there might be a dead person, the caller said in a calm, male-sounding voice before declining to give their name and hanging up. Hello, I uh, I think there might be a dead person over here. Well, keep that in the back of your mind as we go through this because we, okay. have, uh, we have something later. Really? That's pretty fucking creepy. I must not have seen this. Yeah, well, when officers arrived on the scene 30 minutes later, they found the body of 50-year-old Gerald Cavanaugh. He'd been stabbed 16 times. A little bit of overkill there. Dude, think, think about the fucking effort that takes. 16 times. Like, just flail your arms 16 times. Like, is like. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So, on that, the other It doesn't sound like a lot, but like, that's some fucking effort, dude. Like, I'd get through like four and be like, this sucks. <laughs> Winded. Can you oh, just right hold on a second? Dude, right now, Ooh. I'd be like, you're going to have to give me a minute, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hit my inhaler. Yeah, just fucking just go, just go, just get out of here. You get know what? Here. I don't think I can finish this. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, and not to negate or underplay, uh, you know, sixteen stab wounds, but a, a lot of those, what they say too, when you read like crime books and stuff, is that a lot of those are defensive wounds. So like when they're sticking their hands up so to it's block, like one, two, you get one on your hand and, and one on your finger, and you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm not downplaying it at all. I mean, it would fucking suck to be stabbed once, let alone sixteen oh, fucking yeah. times. That's gotta be like, have you ever been stabbed uh, by a knife? Yeah, I guess. No, I mean I got jabbed by a. Pen I got the I got the classic pencil mark in my hand from yeah. getting stabbed by a pencil. I had a uh, a branch stab my side Dude. one time and get stuck in my ribs. What are you, Jesus? No, I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually riding my I uh, just riding my BMX trying to be all cool or whatever, and I had it up on this like ledge, and I was talking to a bunch of people. So this happened in front of a bunch of people too, which is amazing. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I just fall forward into this bush. <laughs> In this bush had these great big sticks sticking out of it, and one of them just jabbed right in my fucking oh. side. I still got the scar on the side, too. Yeah. It's brutal. Kind of stupid. No, it's stupid. It's not brutal. That's my dumb shit. It's uh, still yeah. brutal, huh? Yeah. Fuck that tree. Anyway, over the course of the next year and a half, five victims, all white gay men, would be linked to the serial killer known as the Doodler. Despite its childish quality, the Doodler's nickname is a haunting reference to the killer's reported fondness for sketching cartoons of the men he'd meet at bars in San Francisco's Castro district, then lure some uh, lure them somewhere more remote with the promise of sex. So <clears throat> not only have we established that he was going after gay folk, mm -hmm. he was black. Correct. All the victims were white. Is there, so do you think there's, aside from the 
dislike we'll say of of gay lifestyle do you think that there is also that racial component or do you think it was just the easiest targets no i, I would say that it probably is the racial components involved i mean because you're, you're you're right on the tail end of the the zebra murders well, and stuff those, too. Yeah, so yeah, racial yeah. tension was huge at this time yeah you know and I so mean, you think it was just a way for him to be like well i don't like white people and i hate gay people so yeah that's it. I'm gonna kill them both. Yeah. Or, you know, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying, like, yeah. in a cornucopia. I guess I don't know. It sounded weird, but so a in uh, June 25th, 1974, a woman walking by Spreckles Lake happened upon the body of 27. 27- yeah, right. Uh, Spreckles. Spreckles. It's like a dog name, a shitty dog That's name. That's honestly what I thought she was going. I, I was thought it, walking. Spreckles. When I read it, I thought she was walking <laughs> Spreckles by a lake. Yeah, no, she was walking by Spreckles Lake, and she happened upon the body of 27-year-old female impersonator and local area comedian Joseph J. Stevens. Stevens worked at uh, Finocchio's. Female impersonator? Okay. Female it wasn't impersonator. a female. Okay, okay. Right. I was like, wait a minute. Right. All right, gotcha. Uh, it's, but uh, Stevens worked at uh, Finocchio's or Finocchio's, whatever, a club and bar that was started as a speakeasy in 1929 and was nice. located on Stockton Street. Yeah, okay. dude, speakeasies. Speakeasies are good. Fuck yeah. Authorities believe that Stevens had possibly driven his killer to the lake, and one report claims that the murder had taken the car. To, a murderer had taken the car to flee the crime scene, only to crash the vehicle into the side of someone's house, forcing them to abscond from the accident by foot. Stevens was stabbed five times and was presumably, presumably dragged roughly ten feet into the bush. Or the bush. The bush. The bush. The bush. So yeah. So, so the guy lured this guy and crashed his car into the side of a house after killing him. Oh, after kill. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he basically. Like, that's ballsy. You crash your car into a house and then you still kill the guy that you. Yeah, no, this was like after the fact. So he tried leaving with his guy's car and then, and then crashed, crashed it into it. a house. Maybe he couldn't drive stick shift or something. Yeah, maybe. Maybe just a fucking asshole. I don't know. So uh, July 7th, 1974, walking her dog. This is where I got it mixed up. Oh, the dog. Spreckles. Not the dog. Spreckles. This one's dog. Her dog is Moondance. <laughs> it's the 70s. Remember that? That's true. Yeah. At least it wasn't her kid named Moondance. Yeah, it might be. Then we're in some Frank Zappa shit. Yeah, which doesn't surprise me. Oh, God. You know what? Frank Zappa was so good, though. No, I disagree. Oh, dude. I, really? I can't stand that. Ugh, I'm not a fan. Okay. Not, not a fan. That's but fine. To each their own. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Right? You know that dude wrote, like... When in Rome. Dude wrote, like, uh, fucking... What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> songs? Well, no, he wrote songs, Music. but he also wrote, uh, like... Uh, Aqualung? <laughs> Aqualung Didn't he do Aqualung? No he didn't do fucking Aqualung That's not him No that's Jethro Tull It's the same fucking guy I don't know it's, They do the same shit I don't know No <laughs> He's looking at me like oh. I don't know I don't listen to that shit <laughs> Whatever Dude Aqualung's great Not to negate anyone that does It's just No I can't fuck think, you and I your taste I can't think of the word go Just go Just right, fucking read Can I have a drink in my beer? Read your Spreckles Moondance fucking whatever it's Moondance. So anyway, she's walking her dog on Moondance around the foot of Lincoln Bay at Ocean Beach. Uh, Tauba Weiss is her name. Notice what seemed to be the... Tauba? Tauba. T-A-U-B-A. Tauba. Never Wait, heard that. that how you pronounce it? Tauba? 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 Yeah. Tauba? Whatever. Never heard that name before. Yeah. 70s. So um, she happened to notice what seemed to be the lifeless body of a man, 31-year-old Klaus A. Christman, a German citizen who had worked for the uh, tire company Michelin. Uh, Chrisman mm-hmm. was married with children, though they did not accompany him to America. When his body was found, he was wearing a tan leather jacket, heeled ankle boots, a white Italian so the shirt. the wife and kid didn't know that he was... Yeah, I would assume probably not. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe that's why they didn't accompany him. Right. It's very possible. Uh, so the, he had the jacket, the boots, the white, uh, white Italian shirt, and orange bikini briefs with his pants unzipped and pockets emptied. Other than a t- single tube of makeup, that's all he had with him. Okay. Yeah. That's all he had? That's it. It's right. kind of weird. 
He was left wearing three rings on his hand, uh, including a gold wedding band. And Chrisman was stabbed at least 15 times with three of the wounds slashing his throat. So it wasn't about money. No. Or yeah, they would have taken his fucking rings. They would have taken the rings. Yeah. Uh, the coroner report states that it was, quote, in a manner which seemed as though the assailant had attempted to decapitate the deceased. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's How many times was he stabbed? Right. He was stabbed uh, 15, and uh, three of them actually, like, slashed, like, fucked his throat. So they were like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking crazy. It's rough. So Inspector David Toshi, a 20-year-old veteran of the department, described to the Sentinel that the murder was, quote, one of the most vicious stabbings he's ever seen. Toshi also investigated the Zodiac murders, which are, of course, still unsolved. This dude is fucking ruined for life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got nightmares. Hard ones. Two, two. All right. So not only two, two unsolved cases under his belt, one of them, one of the most famous ones in the fucking history of serial killers. Fucking absolute brutality through both of them. And he's got no closure right now. None whatsoever. That dude, if he is still alive, has got to be one of the most like haunted people in Absolutely. the fucking world. Dude. Yeah, we should research that and see if he's uh, how he's doing. Maybe send him a letter. What's his name? David, David Toshi. Toshi, T-O-S-C-H-I. I'm going to look into that guy because I fucking genuinely feel bad for that guy. He was like, a 20-year veteran back in 78. Oh. So do you think he's still around? He was probably in his 40s then. At least. Yeah, he's probably good. Yeah, unfortunately. That's fucking, like, that dude, though, that's yeah. a rough time. Like, you know you get into you get into being a detective and shit. You're going to see some shit. And you know you are. But you don't expect to, A, live through something like the Zodiac and be the detective on that. And then, B, follow it up with this fucking bullshit. And, and still, he had to been involved at least somewhat and in those was, zebra murders, yeah. too. And like, he was, and he said, he dealt with the Zodiac shit, and he said this was the most brutal stabbing he's ever seen. Exactly. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's pretty rough. So May 12th, 1975, nearly a, a year after the murder of Klaus Christman, the body of 32-year-old registered nurse and former Navy medical corpsman in the Vietnam War, Frederick Elmer Capen was found. His corpse was discovered by a hiker walking by a sand dune not far from a highway that runs parallel to Ocean Beach. Capen was a tall, thin man, approximately six foot tall and uh, around 148 pounds. The coroner's report states that he had been stabbed in the aorta and heart, and that he had blood smeared on his shoes, hands, and torso. It was also noted right, that there right fucking to it, huh? Yeah, Dang. it's fucked up. It was also noted that there were marks in the sand leading to the body that quote indicated that he had been dragged approximately twenty feet. Notably, Capen had received a commendation medal for saving four men under fire while serving in Vietnam. Jesus Christ, dude! So he's a fucking war hero. And he and just got fucking, fucking stabbed on the beach by some dick face. Some fucking, yeah, some shitmonger just fucking said, oh, death, what, I'm going to kill you now. And yeah, fucking war hero. So uh, June 4th, 1975, while hiking by the Lincoln Park golf course, the body of 66-year-old Swedish immigrant Harald Goldberg was found 10 yards from a nearby uh, trail. Goldberg was a sailor who had traveled to numerous harbors, including Boston, Porta Vita, is that right? Porta Vita, Porta Vita. I don't know. Cuba, Shanghai, Melbourne, San Luis, Obispo, Yokohama, and Liverpool, according to immigration records. So this guy was well-traveled man. Well-traveled. It's good. He's Swedish. Is that what it says? He is Swedish. Swedish. He is Swedish meatballs. Mm. Swedish meatballs. Sorry. So when the body was found, Goldberg's pants were unzipped and he was not wearing undergarments. Some speculate they were taken by the killer. He had been slashed across the throat, and due to bug activity, the coroner indicated that Ew. the body yeah, so gross. <laughs> that the body had been deceased for approximately two weeks. This was the oldest. Holy shit. Yeah, this was the oldest and assumably the doodler's last victim. So here's, on a side note, talking about the bugs. Um, 
I'm, I'm assuming that the majority of the people that listen to the podcast are probably in like true crime. Yeah, yeah, probably you, into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, uh, I mean, because there's there's people, and I forget what the hell they're called, the actual scientists that, that they work with the bugs. I forget what the hell they're called. Not ichthyologist. Is that what it is? That's like a bug person. Are you making that up? No. Oh, okay. Anyway, so the amount that you could, uh, of detail you can find from a uh, with a murder or a dead person or whatever from yeah. from bugs is crazy. And not like, you know, the freaking Jodie Foster. Oh, he's got a moth in his throat. No, not that kind of shit. By the way, I love that movie. I'm not getting that movie. I'm just saying. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know I what I mean? I just think it's crazy that you can find, like, whether it's maggots or flies or, you know, certain bugs in certain areas and stuff. You can find out the amount of decomposition. You can find out what they ate by what they ate. Like yeah, them eating. by what they, yeah. And, it's and how long. So, just by, just even the simplest thing, like, you could tell how long they've been dead because this kind of bug has hatched since they've died. Right crazy you know it's, it's been at least two weeks because if they laid an egg in this dude's face right when he died it would have been two weeks until this thing was here right because gestation yeah. and all this other shit yeah, it's yeah. fucking insane to me ah, what are you looking up now i'm just seeing if i was right with the ichthyologist thing <laughs> entomologist what the hell's what an, an ichthyologist yeah we gotta find out what it I'm might here. be a bird or like <laughs> way in the time around uh, you know what it, well you know why i said that why because i just watched fucking bubba hotep like a week ago and there's a big like the, there's a bug from the the bad guy, and uh, Bruce Campbell as as El. If you've never seen Bubba Hotep, go see it. Yeah, you got it. Bruce Campbell plays Elvis. By the way, uh, new Evil Dead movie coming out. Yeah, or? they're they're starting to film. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, he says he's like, you got bugs in here, man. Big old big ass bugs. And the guy's like, what kind of bugs? He's like, I don't know. I ain't no ichthyologist or whatever. <laughs> That's why I fucking said it. <laughs> so dude. he was mistaken, and you took what he said. Like, movies are making me stupid. Yeah, it happens. So, in the time around the murders, three men had come forward claiming that they, too, had been assaulted by the supposed doodler. Reports claim that one of these men was, as we mentioned earlier, a well-known entertainer, with speculations of news outlets pointing to actor Richard Chamberlain, singer and pianist Johnny Ray, and actor Rock Hudson. Although police have confirmed that it... It's fishes. Huh? Ichthyology is fish. It's a fish. <laughs> Samsonite was way off. <laughs> so the uh, the police have confirmed that it was, in fact, not Rock Hudson and that the entertainer is indeed, at the time of this, still alive. Of the three, Chamberlain would be the only surviving person. Due to the victims understandably wanting to keep their sexuality private, none of the men would come forward publicly nor assist the police in their investigation. LGBTQ rights activist and politician Harvey Milk, the guy we mentioned earlier, had defended their refusals by saying, quote, I understand their position. I respect the pressure society has put on them. Understandably. Absolutely. Especially that, like, <clears throat> that time period, it was just, especially like a, a famous actor. Yeah. You oh, gotta, yeah. They're protecting themselves. Of course. If it would have come out, that like, it, whoever. It probably would have ruined them. Whoever, yeah, I would say whoever it was at the time, if it was whoever it came out to be or whatever, if it came out person would probably not act ever again at that point in time right you know what i mean yeah, you're, you're done you're or it would have been at least at least been years before they got another role until people started to kind of accept yeah you know what i mean yeah it's fucked up so you can't it's and it's crazy that we were ever at that point it's you know it's the dumbest shit and i get that like times change and everything but like you look back on it and it's like now it's like why who gives a shit you know what i mean exactly like, who why? gives a fuck why do you care? <laughs> no, you shouldn't you care. care. You shouldn't give a shit. Your life is that fucking stupid and meaningless that you got to bother somebody else because of how yeah. they, you know, and it's so dumb. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's crazy to look back at yeah, it though. Like so to think dumb. that something like that would ruin your fucking life. Right. So bad. So let's talk about the suspects now. Let's. Yes, let's. Can we? Of course. Should we? Yes, of course. 
Do we owe it to them? We owe it. Let's do it then. To you guys. I'm pointing at you if you're watching the video right now. And if you're not, I'll just go fuck myself. So five months after Harold Goldberg's body was found, the San Francisco Police Department released a sketch composite of an African-American male between the ages of 19 and 22, standing between 5'10 and 6' foot tall, with a slim build wearing a Navy-style watch cap. The profile of the man was a quiet man, possibly an art student from an upper-middle-class background. Fucking art students. And it's those guys. Weren't you an art student? No. Mm-hmm. Come on, you boy. I mean, in January 1976, <laughs> a man had been arrested at a Tenderloin District bar after a patron had called the police claiming that the man was inside that matched the composite and he was offering to draw sketches. So now the Tenderloin District was like their gay district? Yeah, well, Is that what it was? Because there's that one in uh, the district that the, most of the murders happened at. Um, just had that. What was it called? The Carson District? Is that what it is? That? Why are you going to ask me these questions? I don't know. You're supposed to know this crap. Didn't you write this damn thing? Some of it. Castro District. Castro District. Yeah. So I believe that they're kind of both uh, correlated and synonymous with that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, kind of safe havens for people. Uh, the Tenderloin says underground art spaces, concert venues. Maybe it's like an arts district. You know what I mean? Yeah. Artsy fartsy district. Anyway, the guy looked like the dude they're looking for, and he's offering to draw sketches oh. of other patrons. So it's kind of like, ah, oh, this fucking guy. Take him out, motherfucker. Right. Drinking. You guys hopefully have a drink in your hand. It's on the southern slope of Knob Hill, in case you're wondering. Ah, man, I had a really bad joke for that. Not going to do it. So, (laughs) new reports claimed that when the police arrived and arrested him, that he was carrying a butcher knife and a sketch pad. Hmm. Police questioned him. However, they did not have any evidence, and without the assistance of the witnesses, they could not prosecute him. Okay? They found a guy that looked like the sketch. And they're pretty sure that it's him. He's asking to draw sketches of people, and he's got a fucking butcher knife on him. Mm. You know, let's just let him go. We don't have enough evidence. Dude, you can you imagine how pissed off the police were? Like, this is the fucking guy. <laughs> this is the fucking guy. Like, can we just kill him? Can we do something? Like, come on. Come on. Please. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a duck. Walks like a duck. It's a fucking look at, duck. Look at it. They grab him. And he's like, sketch this guy. Sketch this guy. It's the same fucking guy. He had a butcher knife. Uh, so yeah they ended up letting him go and uh, so he was booked for carrying a concealed weapon and after he attacked homicide inspectors he attacked the inspectors Jesus during an interrogation he was just charged with aggravated assault police obviously yeah, this is this is adding up quite nicely yeah it sounds like a the guy i would say so i mean it's definitely leaning that way the guy so police came under fire because the community didn't think that they were helping as gay sex was actually illegal until january of 1976 it actually led to complete mistrust of the police so, department so goddamn ridiculous i know i know dude 1976 i was born in 76 you know what I mean? Chainsaw was like 40. <laughs> Imagine the shit he had to deal with. Poor guy. I wonder what the arc was like. <laughs> In the last they few years. Him, they mistook him for one of the apes. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so this is a, a little bit shorter of an episode just because there's really not a ton of information out there. No, okay. it's crazy. No. Yeah. So in the last few years, the case has had resurgence. Police are looking at it with fresh eyes and have been able to locate the European diplomat. However, they cannot find the entertainer. DNA has been submitted uh, with no words of the results yet. In February 2019, police offered a $100,000 reward. 100000 <laughs> You get 100 
and then another and thousand. then a thousand on top of it it's a hundred thousand dollar reward uh you know for info that leads to the identification and prosecution of the killer they have also released an age progression composite which we will post they have yes i yeah. saw that yeah uh, it's a sketch of what the man would likely look like today. They are also looking for a man who called into dispatch about one of the bodies found. Remember that first call that we talked about earlier? Correct. Where yes. we had said that the guy. So if you guys. Do you have it? Happen to know anyone that sounds like this. Oh, nice. So that Shady. is who they possibly think. So they think that that was his first kill, and, and then he called nine one one. Correct. Wow. Yeah. So they're they're leading. They they believe that that uh, voice you hear they're talking to the nine one one operator may potentially be that guy, especially considering that he's like, you know, hey, just to let you guys know, and no, I don't want to leave my life. And he sounded. You just found a dead body, and he sounded pretty. De fucking calm about it. Yeah, he didn't sound like oh, because me had been to, like, dude, to, listen. To, to be fair, he didn't say it was a dead body. He said he thinks there might be. And oh, then at the yeah. end, he's like, and then at the end, he was like, he didn't want to get. He too was close just like, he's like, I didn't want to get too close. I just figured they might need help. Why are you ruining it right help. now? I'm not ruining it because I, I, I 100 believe that was probably him. It probably was him being a fucking shady dick face. <laughs> so police think that the killer may have been seeing a psychiatrist in the East Bay area with the name Priest and are currently seeking information about that doctor as well. Now listen, anyone with information can call the San Francisco police at 415-575-4444. And that, as short as it may be, yeah. is the fucking doodler. Yeah. There was no other suspects? That was it. That's really all they had, huh? That's all they had. And one dude who looked like the sketch was right. asking to draw pictures of people and was arrested with a butcher knife. Right. And But it wasn't him. And nobody would come out and say, like, the people who may have That'd potentially be been attacked by him wouldn't come out because of this. <clears throat> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. To be that afraid of, to be more afraid of people thinking, knowing that you're gay. Scrutinizing you. Than yeah. to put a serial killer behind bars. Correct. That's fucking powerful, man. It's insane. It's insane. So that's, again, that's the doodler, and it's a pretty amazing, fucked up story, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, they get some resolve in this. Uh, they're, like I said, the DNA has been, there has been DNA submitted, uh, but nothing's come up of it yet. They haven't really, you know, had any hits on the DNA yet. So, I mean. I remember reading that. I saw that they did it because they're trying to do it. Um, it's like a, di it's not like a straight DNA test. It's like a different, uh, they were doing like a different t kind of DNA test. Oh. It was like a second, there was some like weird, um, I can't think of what the fuck it was called. Uh, it was the same way they caught somebody else though. They, the same way they identified somebody else. Who, the Golden Gate guy? Maybe. It was the same, maybe it was the same way. It was the same way they, they it was another famous serial killer that they were able to identify, um, because of the the way they did the DNA testing, and I can't fucking remember who it was. 
Huh. But it's the same thing that they're looking into trying to identify this guy. Really? Yeah, it was it's pretty interesting. It's um they basically they feel like they have enough DNA evidence that they could they could find this guy and it, they just got to basically I don't know if they're like trying to get us I don't know how they do it I don't know if they're trying to figure out if they can find like a relative of, of the guy they think it is and get a sample or how you know whatever it is I mean it's like, kind of that's what like, how like they caught Golden State guy that maybe maybe it's the same thing then that fucking dickhead yeah they actually took DNA from like his I, I want to say like a nephew or something niece or nephew yeah and then put it into like, but they put it in like what they're doing now is they're putting them in all the like 23andMe. Yeah, the sites like that. Yeah. Ancestry.com and stuff like that. So you know what that means? Don't fuck up, y'all. <laughs> Don't fuck up. But in saying that, so listen, that was the doodler. It's a fucked up story. I know there wasn't a ton of information out there, but hopefully it was something you guys never heard of. Probably the worst name in serial killer history, too. Yeah, it might be. Uh, there's some pretty bad ones, and hopefully we'll touch on them because there's some fucked up ones out there. Dude, that'd be a good episode. Yeah. Or a bonus episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's five. A- five half done episodes, people. <laughs> Number five. So you know what? It's now time for my favorite part of the entire freaking show. Yeah. It's the movie. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> well, I make... Which fucking one is it? There it is. And now, boys and girls, it's your favorite part of the show. The movie review. Which top ten movie will make the cut today? I don't know what the hell is going on. Wait a minute. Is it's prick here for this? Um, is this a prick episode? Uh, you know what? Oh my! It is. Damn it, prick! Just hey, kick. Come in. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. I've been waiting all day for this. Jesus. Oh, Christ. there he is. Hey, man, how you been? Oh, just fuck off and let's do this. Can I? Can I just say something? No. It, you're. You're. You hurt me sometimes. It hurts. Your attitude and just the way you are and the things you say. Grow a spine, you beardless asshole. I have a beard. Not on your head. That's hair. That's not a beard. Shut up. So we're going to be talking about... I don't like you. The top 10 horror movies from San Francisco. Ooh. Yeah, based in San Francisco. Okay. Okay, based in San Francisco? Yeah. Not filmed in San Francisco. Shut up. (laughs) Number 10 is So I Married an Axe Murderer. I fucking love that movie. Okay. This film is a 1993 American romantic comedy thriller film, and it's starring, uh, you know, Mike Myers. Fucking Mike Myers. I like Mike Myers. Yeah. Oh, do you? You Just ever seen The Love Guru? I only like him because you don't like him. Well, because he's a... Shut up. And Nancy Travis. Myers plays Charles McKenzie, a man afraid of commitment, and he meets Harriet, who works at a... I have to see what it says. <laughs> <laughs> She works at a fucking butcher shop. In addition to playing the main character, Myers also plays Charlie's father, Stuart. That stupid Irish, English, British accent he's got. Yes. Stupid. You're stupid. So, this was Myers' first film after achieving success in Wayne's World franchise and was not well received, but most mainstream critics, okay, they don't like it. All right? Like you. Me. I thought it was horrible. Yeah, well, you know what? Fuck you, prick. That's fine. I don't need you. Good. Right. It grossed a total of $11 million in North America. Yeah. It's not good. That's called shit. Yeah, it's not good. Number nine, Raising Cain. Another great movie. It's fucking, uh, that's uh, John Lithgow, my man. 
Raising Cain is a 1992 psychological thriller, <coughs> and it was written and directed by Brian De Palma. Oh, it's a De Palma movie. Okay. And starring John Lithgow, Lolita Davidovich, and Stephen Bauer. Okay. Who is that? I don't know. I've never heard of him. It's a good movie, though. The oncologist wife of a prominent child psychologist suspects her husband has an unhealthy scientific obsession with her child, unaware of what or who is really going on inside his head. Have you seen this? Yeah, it's a great movie. I love it. Of course you have. I have. It's a great movie. I have actually seen this and I like it. You like it? Shut up. <laughs> Number eight, Pacific Heights. <laughs> Have you seen this one? Seen pieces. I've seen it like pieces parts. Is that, uh, who is it? It's fucking, uh, you're Bat- wrong. It's Batman. Pac- Michael Keaton is in it? Uh, fine. I got it all right. Yeah. Pacific Heights is a 1990 psychological thriller film directed by John Schlesinger, written by Daniel. Who is that? John Schlesinger. Okay. What? <laughs> Keep going. Written by Daniel Pine and starring Melanie Griffith. She did not age well. Oh, no, no. A lot of work done. She had a lot of work done. Have you seen her? Yeah, it's not pretty. Her lips look like deflated balloons. Yeah, it's not good, dude. It's horrible. You haven't had any work done, have you, Prick? Not yet. Are you going to? Possibly. All right. On my asshole. <laughs> also starring Matthew Modine and Michael Keaton. There he is. All right. Griffith's real-life mother, Tippi Hedren, has a cameo as a rich older woman who was conned by Keaton's character. Yeah. The original music score was composed by Hans Zimmer. Oh, nice. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. The film's tagline is, quote, it seemed like the perfect house. He seemed like the perfect tenant until they asked him to leave. That's a shitty tagline. For once, you and I agree. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. All right, the next one, number seven. Monster in the Closet. Sounds like something you would like. I've never heard of it. Liar. I don't know what that is. Monster in the Closet is a 1986 horror comedy with a veteran cast, including Howard Duff and John Carradine. I'm not sure how I haven't seen that one. As well as the black-eyed peas, Stacy Ferguson. What? Is that Fergie? She was in that? Apparently. In 80 what? And Paul Walker. They must have been kids, huh? In 1986. They in had early roles. Yeah. yeah. The film was distributed by Trauma Entertainment. Oh, fuck yes, dude. It's a trauma movie. It's got to be good if it's a trauma movie. That means it's fucking hot garbage. No, it's great. You're not great. Trauma is the greatest movie house on the planet. I disagree. In the Gotcha Movies article, Final Destinations and Killer Condoms, Monster in the Closet was selected as the eighth greatest moment in teen slasher history. Nice. I'm going to have to check that fucking movie out. I haven't seen that. I've never heard of it. I haven't either. It's a trauma movie. So Probably because it's sure I'd like it. fucking stupid. Yeah, whatever, dude. Number six, it came from beneath the sea. Nope, don't know it. It came from beneath the sea is a 1955 American uh, black and white science fiction and giant monster film from Columbia Pictures. Stupid. Number five, Experiment in Terror. Ooh, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Everything okay? I'm fine. Okay. Just making sure, but God, doesn't really say much other than Experiment and Terror originally released in the UK as The Grip of Fear is a 1962 suspense thriller released by Columbia Pictures. It starred Stephanie Powers and Glenn Ford. Ford, okay. I don't know who that is. Of course you don't, whatever. Do you? Yeah. What else was the end? Smaller movies. 
Shut up. <laughs> Number four is copycat. Oh, that's with um, the singer dude. Uh, fucking Connick? Harry Connick. You just totally made the dog go crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Is that what is that him? Is it Harry Connick? Copycat is a nineteen ninety-five American psychological thriller starring Sigourney Weaver, yeah, yeah. Holly Hunter, okay. and Dermot Mulrooney. Dermot Mulrooney, god damn it. You're Dermot Mul dummy. <laughs> By the way. Harry Connick Jr. was in this. Oh, he was? Okay, okay, so I'm not a complete idiot. Didn't say that. <laughs> Number three <laughs> is Zodiac. Is it, are you it talking is. about the song by Macabre? Because that's amazing. No. No? Talking about the, we're talking about movies. Where? What? Where are we? Okay. This is Zodiac from 2007. Yeah. American mystery thriller film director uh, by it's directed by David Fincher. Okay. Based good, on the 1986 yeah, yeah. nonfiction book by Robert Graysmith. Oh. In the late 60s, we all know about Zodiac. Fuck off. It's got Jake Gillenthal in it. I don't like him. And Robert Downey Jr. I like him. Fucking greatest actor ever. Mm. You ever seen Tropic Thunder? That's <laughs> a good movie, yeah. I rest my fucking case. Can you just not be so abrasive? <laughs> Can you just shut up? <laughs> Number two is the birds. This is Alfred Hitchcock. You guys know Alfred Hitchcock. It's the birds. 1963. The birds is a 1963 suspense horror film directed by Alfred Hitchcock, loosely based on the 1952 story, the birds. There it is. What's it about? The fucking birds. Well, what do they do? They fucking attack people. Why? Because they're pissed off. Okay. Probably because they hung out with you. Jesus. Possible. Number one, Invasion of the Fucking Body Snatchers. Ooh, which, hold on. Which version? Is it the original or is it the one with uh, fucking uh, the old man? What the hell's his goddamn name? <sighs> Donald Sutherland? Sutherland, that's it, yes. It's not that one. No? So it's the original. No, it's that one. <laughs> I really don't <laughs> like you. <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a 1978 science fiction thriller directed by Philip Kaufman and Philip Kaufman. Why does that name sound familiar? You probably berated him at some point about something. Probably. And starring Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Veronica Cartwright, Jeff Goldblum, and Leonard Nimoy. Dude, that's fucking, a fucking Spock. That's a cast right there, dude. Okay, I like this movie. And it was released on December 20th, 1978. It is a remake of the 1956 film Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is based on the novel The Body Snatchers by Jack Finney. If you haven't seen it, you're fucking stupid, and I'm done. That was number one? He's gone, dude. I don't know. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> Did your stomach just come up through your throat? I have no fucking idea what that was. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to... Uh, isolate that did you guys hear that noise oh my god <laughs> it was like <laughs> it came out of my throat i have no idea what that was freaking dude. gastro reflux no. or whatever it's called no acid I'm, reflux i don't know what that was man okay i do have to say something first and foremost uh 
fucking numb prick. nuts. Fucking prick. Prick and fuck off because Invasion of the Body Snatchers is amazing. So is So I Married an Axe Murderer. I love So I Married an Axe Such movie. a good movie. Very underrated. I thought it was amazing. But that right there. They, that call, was... that, they call the kid head because he's got a big head. <laughs> head! <laughs> kid! Pants! No! What is it? Look at the size of the cranium. It's got moons around it or something like that. Cries himself to sleep on his giant pillow every night. It has its own gravitational pull. <laughs> Such a good movie. All right, listen. So that was the movies right there. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of movies out there. You know? There is. There's lots of, lots. there are lots of movies. There's lots there. of movies. Out there. I mean, that was a pretty standard fact right there. Yeah. You know. Anyway, that was the <laughs> the movies that were based, uh, horror movies based in uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. Right. See, that's the San Francisco treat, right? That no, the... no, I was singing the song. If you're so going to San Francisco. Who sings that? I don't know who sang the original. Some chick and then uh, me first. The Gimme Gimme's covered it. Oh, did they really? I'm sure a lot of people have covered it. But... Oh, that's a good. I don't know who sang that. Was it a chick? I don't fucking oh, remember. Boy. Sorry. I, was, I was not alive. <laughs> For like another 20 years. But Chainsaw probably was. hey He probably helped write it. Oh, man. <laughs> he was the inspiration. <laughs> so, passengers, listen, we hope you enjoyed your ride with us on the fucking doodler. Fucking crazy ass motherfucker out there killing people that we don't even know who the hell it was. Join us next week where we will be talking about changelings. We will? Yes. Okay. I think so, right? No, we are, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which I just are, wanted to see your reaction. Yeah, I was like, ah. <laughs> Which are... are you <laughs> I, thought, I thought we had this discussed. Uh, they are human-like creatures found in folklore and folk religion throughout Europe. A changeling was believed to be a fairy that had been left in place of a human stolen by the fairies. The San Francisco song was a dude. <laughs> His name was Scott McKenzie. <laughs> Really? You fucking ever heard that name before? Mm -mm. Yeah, I don't know. Never heard of that. When was it? Like in the seventies? It doesn't say overview, and then it just has a picture. This, this dude's fucking stash. If he didn't do porn, he should have. Absolutely. With that stash, he would have been golden. Absolutely, bruh. So yeah, I'm excited about the changeling thing. We're gonna kind of talk about that and see maybe what's in store as far as like maybe doppelgangers involved and just kind of look at doppelgangers. It. Doppelgangers. You know what I'm gonna do? Uh oh. I'm gonna try to find this. It's gonna be a fucking treat for everybody. It is a. Uh, I think I've talked about it before. Me and my buddy uh, made uh, a couple of movies when I was in New Orleans. One of them starred me. Yeah, it was wonderful. That was the butcher. Yeah, is that was it called. Yeah. Uh, but the other one. He's a movie star. The other one might go well with this if we're talking about doppelgangers. I got to get it. It was called. Uh, it was called Live Bait. Okay. Okay. It was like a ten-minute short that I wrote. Oh boy. I wrote it. Oh boy. And um, before I be Oscar worthy, right? It's actually really good. Yeah, it's yeah. solid, dude. Right. Before I could move, before we could film it, I had moved back to Ohio. So after I moved back, my buddy filmed it, did all the stuff. If I can find it, he said he would send it to me. I got to get it. I'm going to get it and I'll post it. Okay. I'll post it online. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think people would like all, to see that. You guys can all yeah. check it out. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it. What about the butcher? Can we get that one up? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it yet. I have several copies at home. Yeah. We and should, I, you know what I will VHF? You know what I will VHF? You know what I will pose though? <laughs> what? I don't know if I've done it before. I thought we did before. I will pose the movie poster that we made for it. I think that oh, I think that's been posted. Yeah. I know I've seen that. Yeah. I've at yeah. least seen that. But I think the movie should be posted so people can watch <clears> it. I'll see if I can I'll see if I can get it on. We'll throw it up on our YouTube. Yeah, I'll see. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Throw it up there. Let people watch it. Yeah. I'll see if I can uh I'll see if I can find it and I'll put uh, we'll put it up. 
Yeah, I think that's amazing. Yeah. So listen, make sure you guys are stopping over to our official website. That is the midnighttrainpodcast.com. And at our website, you can buy some super sweet merchandise. And by the way, the first, the first of our fecal fighter shit eating robot t shirts. In a series. In a series. <clears throat> yeah. We'll be dropping this week. I posted a little teaser of yeah. it, of the, uh, the mock up of it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be amazing. And I also have ooh. another shirt design coming. Then I'll just have to let you guys see. We'll post it online when it pops oh, up boy. and we'll let you guys know. It's going to be fucking amazing. So oh, boy. we got two shirts coming here soon. Very nice. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. But the first one is amazing, by the way. Okay. That, that shitting robot. Is yeah. No, just, that's great. It's fucking fantastic. Daryl the Deuce Destroyer. That's right. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> and listeners keep asking how they can keep the steam in our engines. Well, if you like what you hear from us, and we fucking hope you do, consider being a producer of the show by heading over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com and clicking on that little Patreon button at the top of the page or jumping on over to patreon.com forward slash the midnight train podcast. <laughs> For as little as five bucks a month, you can get all kinds of cool shit like a custom shirt, custom poster, custom sticker, bonus episodes like the Day the Music Died series, which we have half done. Half done. Yep. <laughs> Along with the other 75 that are sitting there. Yep. I've, I've actually, so I'm half done with that one. It keeps getting higher each time. Yeah, it's going to get, it's, I think we're approaching like 100 now. <laughs> just since we just started this episode. Just sitting here. Yeah. We yeah. started with three. Yeah. And we're at like 100 now. So. It happens, but it's going to be a also, good one. Also, I apologize for my, like, breathing. <laughs> I'm just like, it's better we're like your, 100. It's better than your throat farting. <laughs> that was fucking incredible. <laughs> you were just sitting here, t- like, waiting, and all of a sudden it was like. <laughs> just mouth open. And that was a legit noise, too. I have no idea. Yeah. You can go a, back and watch the video. Nobody made that noise. Yeah, that was it's a just, stomach gurgle. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking. Fucking so weird. <laughs> you got to put that on the samples. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to have its own button. That's amazing. So if you're a diehard Midnight Train fan and you want to help produce this motherfucker, we really love that you guys help us out. Yeah, quit leaving like five people to do all the work for you assholes. Yeah, what the fuck? We got people supporting us and they're supporting you too. Yeah. Fucking lazy fucks. Yeah, but they get all the good shit though. They do. They do. They get the good stuff. Because I, I feel like... we going to get 400 half done episodes. <laughs> <laughs> at least, At least it's, you know half done it's like 200 full episodes that's what i'm saying they may not work together but it's like peanut butter and spaghetti it doesn't work also i'm going to uh <clears throat> i have a uh i'm going to talk to one of my buddies we might have a uh, might be able to have an interview coming up soon if anybody's into the metal heavy metal scene ooh, it's a buddy of mine who um he's in a he's been in several very famous bands yeah um some pioneers of death metal actually and uh really they have a live, uh, a two-day live stream ep- event coming up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get a hold of him and see if we can give him a call. Care to mention any of the bands? Talk or? to him a little bit. He's been in Death. He's okay. been in Obituary. Okay. He's been in Six Feet Under. Oh shit. Uh, yeah. So he's been in a lot of good bands, a lot of good bands. If you're into metal, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a call and see if I can get him on, and maybe we can do an interview with him, and he can yeah. plug his uh, their live at, their live event and everything like that, because it's gonna be fucking sweet, especially yeah. if you're in if you're into metal. That's awesome. Yeah, that'd be so, cool. So look forward to that, folks. And uh, for those of you that would rather just leave a one-time donation, yeah, just because you have commitment issues and we understand, you can head on over to PayPal and use the email address, themidnighttrainpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can easily like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. And most importantly, that would be great. share the Midnight Train to everyone. It only takes so, a couple of minutes. Go ahead. And we spend a lot more time than a couple of minutes on this shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> Depends on the episode. No, I'm just kidding. No, we do. We spend definitely like insurmountable amount of times. You know what I mean? So, what were you gonna say? 
uh i was just gonna say the uh, the liking and sharing man like it if, if you guys ever get a chance to, uh, one thing that I know I've been doing, I know John does it because, you know, shameless self-promotion, but if you guys are friends, if you guys are in any other like podcast groups, every day, every day I see people like, I need new suggestions for podcasts. What do you right. got out there? Dude, just go on there and give them our name. And listen, we know that, you want to keep alone, us. That alone would be great. We know you want to keep us all to yourselves. Yeah, no, absolutely. We know. We, we understand that. We you know, get we're it. Not, Especially our... Hey, we're true. not going to sell out. Right. No. No, we will never sell out. No, we're used you know? to being poor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're fine. But we just, you know, yeah. just share the love, man. Share the love. Let people know. So, so they can you, hear if our... If you guys are in podcast groups and people are asking for suggestions, just throw us out there. Give yeah. them a link to our uh, give them a link to our Facebook page or whatever. And... Everyone deserves to hear the subtle sounds of our illustrious voices coming across the airwaves. And our weird stomach noises. That <laughs> <laughs> was so fucking weird. So listen, we cannot thank you all enough for the love and support we have received. You guys, really, you have no clue how awesome it fucking is when, especially when different countries are popping up. Okay, yeah, dude. Austria? Th- yeah, Austria. Should we do a Haunted Austria episode? Yes. I'll fucking look into so it. So now we have a thousand and five. Well, no, that's a regular episode. Oh. So that one I won't even start till the day before we do it. <laughs> You guys really do keep the train moving. So listen, do I got a drum roll coming up? Um, maybe. All right. So listen, thank you guys wait, so much wait. for listening. And you know damn yeah, well we go. this goes out yeah. for all you. So here's a big fucking midnight train shout out to my beautiful wife, Grace, Jeff, not our friend Jeff, uh, Chion, BCLM Reinwald, Mac, right. Julia, John, Brandon, Pat, Janet, Barbara, Patricia, Lacey, Mikey, Ben, John, Nate, Tess, Heidi, Kaylin, Kevin, Samantha, Matt, Diana, uh, Diana, excuse me, Christopher, Jacqueline, Katie, Michaela, Ramsey, Tamar, the sister skeleton. <laughs> You see, I got I got it that time. Yeah, it was good, man. So sister, make sure you check out the Sister Skeleton podcast wherever hey, you listen to podcasts. If you don't listen, they're going to send the fucking raccoons, man. And by the way, all I got to say is... Please tell me, it's, is it? The next shirt goes out to them. No! It does. It goes out to them, Sweet. for sure. That's the other shirt. Outside of the robot shirt, it's definitely going out to them. Nice. Yeah. And uh, please check out their podcast. It is a sister skeleton. They're pretty <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, also to Riley, Logan, Reagan, uh, Charlie, Alyssa, Sydney, Ava, Diane, Alina, Stephanie, Julie, Laura, Cynthia, Kirsten, Dawn, Nicola, Caitlin, Chanel, Alex, Emily Ann, Son of Vasco, Alicia, uh, Alicia Frandipi, Danny, Rex, Sadie, Remy, Melissa, Stormy, Eva, Melissa, Wayne, Victoria, Hager, Sean, Bill, Sun, Colin, Todd, David, Vallow, Juan, Belen, Ken and Brad over at Voodoo Vodka, Woo! Stripper Kevin, Davey, our Mexican Vato, Hola, Davey. Hola, Davey. And a very special fucking thank you. <laughs> what did you do? Was that the train crash? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that should have been throughout this entire fucking episode. <laughs> but our superhero Patreon producers, Tommy Fenderboss, Chad Flint, <laughs> Cheryl Pierce, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb from the Fun Box Podcast. Woo. Make sure you check out the Fun Box Podcast. He's doing some good stuff over there. Absolutely. Christina Skelton, Maria Gibbs, Jessica Bartolome, Oliver Gimmel, mm, both of them. That would be Chainsaw. Oh, fuck. There it is. Chainsaw and Jigsaw. Craig Spurlock, Rick Resler, Courtney Batchelor, uh, Katie Brabnick, and of course, our buddy Bill Birch. Oh, good for you. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> if you want your name to be mentioned on the show, sign up as a member on our website or become we have a website. We do have a website. Do you not know what it is? No. It's the Midnight Train Podcast. Dot com. Can you? Well, what was that again? The yeah Midnight Train Podcast. Okay. Dot com. I, I think is that what it is? <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course it is. 
Of course it is. <laughs> so you guys make sure you stay safe out there. And, uh, you know, as always. We know. Hey, and also real quick, we know this was a shorter episode than normal. But right. uh, it's a cool, well, I don't want to say cool story, but it's a, it's an interesting story. It's interesting as well. And the fact that it's still unsolved and ongoing. And they actually have newer leads. Right. With the DNA testing. Uh, we felt like it was something that we wanted to get out there. And, and I know it's a long shot. But, you know, if you can bring awareness to something like this and they can get some leads and, you know, if you're listening to this and for some fucking reason you might know something, you go back, call those numbers. They have the, the contact numbers. and it's Absolutely. It's just something that, you know, a story like this, especially when they get new leads, like even even when they got those new leads, like you didn't really hear about it. The only reason I ever hear about this shit is because I look for ridiculous crap online. Right. And I get like in my news feed, I get... The news feeds are horrible. I'm sorry, but yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. <laughs> so, like, but you know, it's it's a weird it's a weird story. He definitely confirmed five kills up to sixteen. Yeah. So it's and who knows? It may be more. It, yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, you, like, never you never really know. know. Yeah. But uh, you and know, the, it's just it's a shorter episode, but it's something that we wanted to discuss and kind of bring back into the the spotlight in our own way, if we could. Right. And the next so. week we're talking about changelings, right? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I'll and make all, that one like six hours. Awesome. <laughs> and then all kinds of bonus episodes, like 3,006 half yeah. way done ones. Actually, I'm up to uh, uh, 52,000. Okay, nice, nice. Half done episodes. Awesome. <laughs> all right, listen, stay safe out there, passengers. And as always, choo-choo, motherfuckers. Now go home and get your fucking shine box.
Will anyone care?